Tommy. I am Scotty, and welcome to What's the Culture? Uh, Scotty, I understand you have a funny yeah. story about a shirt to tell us this uh, week. Yeah, okay, so um, I was telling my wife, you know, uh, I, I was going to do this uh, this open mic thing, this little stand-up comedy thing, and uh, I was telling her that, you know, that I don't have to get up and tell jokes, that that life just offers us up this all these comedic moments, these, these comedy gold, the, the, these times that can j- just make us laugh. You know, all we got to do is have an ear for it, uh, keep an eye out for it, and of course have the right attitude. And so uh, I know you have a story and, and, and I got one and we'll share them. And so, and I think, you know, if you had the wrong attitude, it, it could have just ruined both of these moments. Right. Um, so I'm at Walmart. And just, just uh, like it's just it had some T-shirts. Uh, my wife uh, wanted some T-shirts to uh, when we went to Charleston, just something uh, comfortable to wear. And so I just got some just plain T-shirts. And I'm standing in line and uh, ready to buy these. And there's a lady in front of me, and she kept turning around. She kept looking at the shirt laying on the on the little aisle thing, or the little conveyor, and. She kept looking at it, and I look at her, and I look at her. I'm like, "What are you? What are you? What's she looking at?" And you know, she had a ton of stuff, so, you know. The whole time the woman's checking her out, she just turned around. And she finally she said, "Hey, it's a nice shirt." I said, well, "Thank you." And then she looked at it again. She goes, "Won't you go ahead and hold it up?" I said, "Excuse me." She goes, "Will you hold that shirt up?" So I held it up. And she goes, "Yeah, I like that." She said, "Ah, I've got so fat, I can't wear anything." I said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. And she's, let me see that shirt. I was like, what? She, I hand her the shirt, and she holds it up to her. She goes, I know people don't like, you know, other people just grabbing their stuff. She said, I just want to see this. And she goes, ah, uh, my fat butt wouldn't ever fit in this shirt. And she lays it back down. And I just... Just so, so random. It really was. I didn't know what to say. I... I I wanted to tell her, like, you know, ma'am, you're not that big. I, I don't know. The, the woman uh, ringing up, she's just looking at this lady, looking at me, and, like, hey, what smiling. what is happening? <laughs> yes. You're probably and looking for just, a camera. Like, am I at a prank? She really is. And she just kept going on about her weight, her size, how she can't find no shirts. And I'm like, ma'am, you have a shirt on right now. And it's it's fine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, uh, and she's right. Some people would, would get horribly bothered by someone just – uh, grabbing their, their, their items or uh, certainly want them to hold it up for them. And, at at know, least she asked. Yeah, she, she did. You know. <laughs> she did just grab and, it. And I, and I thought, I was like, this is fantastic. I, just, I, I loved it. I, I thought it, at the moment I was just crying laughing. Just it, Once I got up there to, to the lady uh, and she walked away, the woman ringed us up. She starts laughing. I mean, this woman was just, she was fantastic. I'm glad she was in front of me. Uh, and now, Tommy, uh, you have a story about some cookies. Yes. Okay, so I'm in this neighborhood Facebook page, and there was a lady on there. She was talking about uh, selling. Her kids are going to do a little lemonade stand, and they're going to sell cookies. You know, when I was a kid, I did a lemonade stand. So I was like, you know what? I appreciate it when people came and bought my stuff, so let me help these kids out. And she advertised it as, like, her kids were making the cookies and the lemonade. Yes. So she dropped them off because I worked night shift. And when I woke up, I grabbed the cookies and I go to take a bite. 
And I was like, hmm, these taste oddly familiar. They tasted exactly like Costco's cookies. <laughs> not, not only did they taste like them, they looked like them. And uh, <laughs> they were $1 a cookie. I got 10 a, a box of 36 cookies at Costco is 8 bucks. <laughs> So she, she made like four times profit. She is raking in. Very, I, very smart. I tried these cookies. There is no way these are homemade cookies. These are 100% store-bought cookies. Yeah, they're perfect looking. Yes. They're all, they, they matched. There's no way that you bake cookies, you get them all the right, the same size. This chewiness of it. Yeah, the, absolutely. They made four times profit off a box of Costco cookies. She is, out, she is raking it in on the Costco cookies that she's selling off as her own. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is fantastic. Uh, yes, uh, I, I can't believe that she's she's pawning these these cookies off yes. as her own cookies, or even her kids' cookies. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Um, Tom, I'm super excited about what we're talking about today. Um, guys, uh, if you don't know welcome back. Uh, hope you enjoyed last week um, getting to know us. And so this week, we're going to, um, as we mentioned before, if you saw our Facebook page, um, What the Culture, uh, we're talking about two of 80s best movies. I mean, there's a ton. Uh, you know, we could spend all night just naming all the good movies. Uh, but two of mine and Tommy's favorite movies. Uh, I'm talking about uh, The Goonies, and Tommy, you got what? Big Trouble in Little China. Absolutely. This one fantastic. Uh, Tommy, you, you want to start out? Sure. Uh, all right. I'll, uh, I'll start us off with some fun facts. I'll, I'll just read each fact, and then we can like talk okay. about what you think. Sounds good. Okay, this one was pretty neat. Originally, Big Trouble in Little China was going to be written as an 1890s western. I did not know that. And the original Jack Burton was going to be an amazing gunman that could like shoot any target when he was practicing. <laughs> and then when he got into an actual fight with someone, he couldn't hit anyone, which sounds hilarious. I, I think I would have liked that too. <laughs> it sounds like they should have made this movie also. Right, they could have done both. Like, And I think Kurt Russell would have been great in that role as well. Absolutely. <laughs> It sounds like, I mean, it sounds like you're advertising a good movie right here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Can we still make this? You can yes, still use absolutely. Kurt Russell. He can be like an old gun. It's just not too late. All right. Uh, James Hong, that's the guy who plays uh, Lopan, like the main villain. Yeah. Do you remember the scene where he's like, there's like a skull like covered in neon lights and he's going down like an escalator? Yes. On that particular scene, he was like terrified because uh, he wanted to have a stunt double because the the escalator was really tiny. Uh-huh. If you go back and watch just that clip, you'll see the escalator was like insanely small. And you know how he's like really tall in the movie. Yeah. He had like twelve inch platform shoes on, so oh, it was already hard to walk and like be stable. Yeah, I'd have been scared going to that thing too. He has that giant robe on. So, in an interview, he said that uh, he was afraid that was going to be the last scene he ever filmed in a movie. And he was just pretty, he was like getting started. That was yeah. a big launch for him, that movie, which he killed it as oh, absolutely. Lopan. And, and then he's fantastic. done several, I'm sure 
if you don't know who he is as an actor, you've at least heard his voice. Anyone out there that is oh, yeah. familiar with James Hong, his voice is very recognizable yes, in it is. pop culture. <laughs> Tons of stuff. This one, you might have heard it actually about five years ago. I think it was about five years ago. The Rock wanted to remake Big Trouble in Little China with John Carpenter directing. Yes. Which, personally, I don't think this is a movie you can remake. It was just so yeah. perfectly well done. The first. I'm, glad they, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. Uh, there, there's, there's some things that's fine, they remake it. But there's some things you should just leave as is. Leave it as a classic. Don't bother it. Right. Just enjoy it the way it is or the way it was. Because this movie has like everything 80s you want. It's got the synth wave music, neon lights, action, <laughs> monsters, magic. Like it's just got yes. everything. <laughs> it's crazy. You got kung fu fighting, you got, uh, shootouts. I mean, everything. It's, it's got the cheesy one liners. Yes. We, so we, we went and, uh, and rewatched this movie. Uh, just just the other day, uh, just to, to get a, a refreshing on it, and I had forgotten everything that was. I mean, they literally just put. And, and I was saying this before we even got started. You know, I don't even know if they knew it at the time, but everything that you relate back to to the eighties uh, culture and stuff, literally everything is in that movie. It has everything. I mean, there, there's nothing missing out. Uh, like you said, he's, there's uh, the music, there's uh, there's the kung fu fighting, there's aliens, there's uh, sorcery, there's uh, what what else, what else we have? Uh, wizards, we got gunfights. So what I say? I say kung fu. They yeah, got it's kung got fu yeah. fights. Um, it even I, was like ahead of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. They were like flying in the air fighting. I wonder. Yes. I wonder if that inspired that movie. <laughs> it may have. <laughs> I started counting how many times they was jumping across. Back and forth. Yeah, I remember when they were fighting in that like neon lit room. <laughs> yes, it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> it's all in the- if you haven't, you should uh, go back and see this movie if you haven't watched it. Not to mention like uh, Kurt Russell's amazing dialogue in the in the beginning when he's on his. He has a good dialogue at the beginning and the end when he's on this truck. The Port Trop Express. The semi truck is called yes, the Port Trop Express. Express. I was thinking while he was, you know, he's uh, driving down the road and he's on his uh, on on his uh, CB radio. I'm like, he's doing the podcast of the '80s back then. He was. He was <laughs> he's just going through, just telling his stories, telling his adventures. I'm like, he didn't even know it. He was doing a podcast back then over his truck radio. Was, oh, I, I got to give a shout out to my roommate Ryan. When I first moved out of the house, he's the one that like made me sit down and watch this movie. Instantly, my favorite eighties movie. Absolutely, I mean, it, it was. I mean, it was. It was everything you want in an eighties movie. It was just it, it left nothing out. Romance scenes. I mean, got all the action. You got everything. Like you said, all the one liners. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> he. It definitely had me laughing from getting to end. Just, yeah, Jack Burton's a great character. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Kurt Russell just—I mean, he—he's just fantastic. I mean, he, he's a—he's a great actor. So 
and and Dennis Dunn, the guy that played Wang Chi, his yes. like coast. I would call him the co-star. They were yeah. pretty much together almost the whole movie. Oh yeah, he did great too. He they did. They, I mean, they they played off one another good. I mean, and it was it was fantastic. That actually leads me into one of my facts. Uh, do you know who they originally wanted to play Wang Chi? Who? Jackie Chan. Really? Yes. I think wow. he was. I want to say in the eighties. I don't know how well known he was yet. Yeah. Uh, but. But they were Fox was worried about his English. Okay. And um, I think he ended up turning it down, anyways. Wow, that's really something. But Dennis Dunn did such a great job, anyways. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm sure Jackie Chan would have been fine, but I, th- I think they got the right guy. Yeah, the cast was just amazing for yeah, this. Absolutely. Even uh, like you know the the three Thunder guys. Yes. The guy, the main one that blew up at the end. That yes. guy was awesome he did such a great job and when and when i looked him up uh apparently he was like a he was a martial artist and a bodybuilder that's why he was so like well, i was about to say he's a big guy yeah he was a very big guy yeah uh there was a lot of scenes i had forgotten going back and watching and i mean just just fan oh god it was just so funny watching this stuff uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy blew up in the end you know so it's just something to look forward to um but go, go ahead man it's all right, uh, this one surprised me a little bit because uh, Kurt Russell had already done like two or three movies with John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, I read. I was going back through reading that. Yeah, they, they had done they did a the lot thing, together. Escape from New York, both yeah. great movies. Yes, maybe we'll cover that another time. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> Kurt Russell is probably my favorite '80s action star, so we'll definitely <laughs> talk did. about him. With him. <laughs> I mean, he '80s all the way up through the '90s. Kurt Russell made. I mean, just. But he ton of good movies. He originally didn't think he was good enough to be in this movie uh, because he had a couple of recent movies that were box office bombs. So he wanted um, Carpenter to pick like a more high profile actor. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, uh, Carpenter convinced him to to do it because you know we already said he nailed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jack Burton. I, I don't think it, the movie would have been the same if it had somebody else in it. But guess guess who Fox wanted Carpenter to go after to play Jack Burton? There were two Ooh. names. Jack Nicholson, which I just don't see at all. I don't think he would have been a good... I like Jack Nicholson, but that this was not the role for him. He did not. He would not have fit the role. I probably would never have seen it. And the other one is very shocking. Clint Eastwood. Absolutely. <laughs> which, if, if it was the 1890s Western, of course, I could see that. If they were going with that storyline, Clint Eastwood, absolutely. But... In no storyline do I see Jack Nicholson. I mean, no. Uh, like you said, he Jack Nicholson is fantastic, wonderful right. actor, and Clint. Yes, I mean, yeah, both of them. But I do not. See but Clint that. Eastwood is the Jack Burton that we know and love. No, <laughs> no, no way. Not. It would. It would not. You would. I don't think you would have heard as much about Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, and uh, this one was really cool. I thought because I I had no idea. There was a two characters that from this movie that inspired Mortal Kombat characters. The three storms inspired the character Raiden, the Thunder God, and Lo Pan inspired the sorcerer Shang Sun. I absolutely see that. Yes, I'm pretty, that's the guy that goes, "Your soul is mine." Yes. Right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It, well, I mean, when uh, when was when he was coming down with all the light and stuff, that's what I mean. That's what I thought of. I was like, "Oh, cool." That's like Raiden. Right. I didn't even think that. That's that was set way before Raiden had ever 
even been imagined up yet. Right. Do you remember the uh, the Egg Shen tour bus? Yes. When, uh, I think they almost like collided with each other on the street. And yes. Egg Shen was an amazing character as well, by the way. He was fantastic. He plays like the old like master sorcerer yes. guy. He's a good. There's a good sorcerer and there's a bad sorcerer in this movie. Lopan's the bad one, and Action's like the good one that's trying to. His forces are trying to take down Lopan's forces. But anyways, uh, that bus still gives tours to this day. Are you serious? And what's crazy is it's not even in San Francisco where the movie was filmed. It's in Yellowstone National Park, of all places. Wow. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> That would be awesome. I, I would love to see Yellowstone, but to be able to ride in that bus in Yellowstone yes. would be fantastic. I've never been there. Yeah. I want to go now just so I can ride in the action tour bus. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I got two more for you. All right, what you got? Kurt Russell had a bad case of the flu while they were filming the movie. So that's, I don't know if you notice, he looks really sweaty a lot in the movie. That's yes. a big reason why, because he had a bad case of the flu. Wow. Which he actually crushed it being having the flu. You, I mean, yeah, uh, if, he, if he was sick, you never would have known it. Right. And being sweaty, I mean, really just fed in with the movie anyway. Right. And I... Uh, I guess reading this fact, it made me realize a lot of like the 80s action movies, like the heroes or the main characters look sweaty. I think that was just like a thing in the 80s. Like, yes. like your, your guy <laughs> looks sweaty. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I did not know that. And I, I'm just, I'm blew away. I can't, I can't believe the, the, the bus is out there still driving still going. around. <laughs> and, and, a, and the National Park of all places in That's Yellowstone. Awesome. All right. The. The last one, I, I saved this one, the biggest one for last, because it kind of blew my mind the most after watching it. This movie bombed the box office. When I read that, I, I was shocked. Because I was like, oh, yeah, this was... When you think of it now, you think this huge 80s movie, this this great thing that came out of the 80s, you never would have thought it would have done bad back then. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. The original screenings were really positive, so the, the the people that worked on the film, they're like, oh, this is going to be great, because, you know, we're yeah. getting good reviews from critics and stuff, and the screenings are going great. But one of the major problems was Fox did not advertise it, like, at all. Wow. And there, there one reason was uh, they were more focused on Alien, which was coming out soon. Oh, okay, yeah. And, I mean... Back then, I mean, there was no social media. There's nothing like that. So, I mean, if you didn't advertise it on TV, then, I mean, you just didn't know about it. Yeah, but thankfully, when it came out on VHS and DVD, it became a uh, cult classic and probably one of the most, like, beloved 80s movies of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, like I said, rewatch it. Uh, I watched it Friday night, I think it was, yeah. And, I mean, it was... And, it definitely you you would have thought it would have been a hit back then, because everything that they liked in movies back then, like I said, it it was just there. It was in it. I mean, it was it, it was it is a everything you, you you could think of as an eighties movie. It just they just put it all in there and just said here, you know. Right. It was great. Absolutely. Um, one of my uh, favorites from back then uh, was the Goonies. Uh, I loved it. I loved it as a kid. Um, and like I said, I was eight years old when it came out. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure me and my dad, we went and saw the movies uh, pretty constantly. Uh, but my biggest memory of that movie is uh, that I had, I had it on VHS. And so I would sit in my bedroom and I would watch it. Uh, I was the only kid, so uh, it was just me in the house. And so I would watch it. I would rewind it and I would watch it again and I would I could do that all day long. I would just sit in there. Uh, if I didn't go outside, I was inside watching the Goonies. That was just your movie. Yeah, that, that was my movie and I knew it front to back. And then I would go outside and uh, try to play it out when I'd want to live it out. I wanted to be a Goonie. Did, did um, you have like a, a group of friends and you guys were the Goonies? Yeah, we had a couple people across the street and stuff <laughs> and I always wanted to get them into some kind of adventure. Uh, but in, uh, the little place I lived, there was no, there was no Goonie adventures, uh, very limited what you could do in the backyard and (laughs) very lack of pirates and gold, uh, there in, um, Easley slash slab town, uh, name of the town that was less horrible. But, um, yeah, uh, so, uh, actually set my, my son down. Uh, we, we actually watched it before when he was a little younger, I told him, I said, hey, I said, you know, we're going to watch The Goonies. I said, you know, watch this with me. And we watched it, and he loved it. You know, same, I'd sit there, and I would watch him watching it and watch his reactions and stuff. And, like, he was smiling and everything and just just enjoyed it, and and I loved it. Um, But it came out in 1985, and, um, I mean, it. now The Goonies did did really good. I didn't know it. Uh, I, I guess I looked it up a few years ago. But the actual house that that uh, Mikey, uh, the main character Mikey, and his brother Bran uh, lived in, that, that house uh, it's in Astoria, Oregon, and it's so, it's actually you can still go see the house. Uh, people live there, um, so you know you can't go in. But yeah, they've, they've gotten used to people parking and just taking pictures of the house and stuff. Uh, and and I looked it up. So these people bought this house for one point sixty five million. Holy cow! Yes, because it was the Goonies' house. That—that's uh, why they bought it. Yes. Okay. And so it's still there. Uh, you know, they fix it up a little bit. Don't look as rough as it does in the movie. But you know, you, when you see it, you know that's the house. If you know what you're looking for. That's awesome. Yeah. So people still—they say you know they'll crowd up the street and stuff, but getting pictures of the house and stuff. So it, it's awesome. Um, and you know, I didn't know it, of course, at the time, but. That movie was just full of, of big actors that people would know today. Uh, it was a lot of people's um, start out roles. Um, you had um, Sean Austin uh, played Mikey, who's he's the main character. Um, you, you know him from uh, a ton of things, Lord of the Rings. You know he was um, um, Sam. Sam. He was oh, Sam Wise. Wow. Uh, he played in Stranger Things uh, for. Uh, all you younger people, if you watch Stranger Things, he I uh, cannot remember his name in Stranger Things, but um, Bob. Bob. Yes. yes Bob. Uh, he was and, dating the mom. Yep, dating mom, and unfortunately he got he got eight. By Tim uh, Gordon. Yes, I, I was I was actually really sad when Bob. I was eight. too. That was tragic. I, it wasn't. He was trying so hard to save everyone. Yes, he was such a good guy. <laughs> he was. He was a fantastic guy. And he got caught up in it really quick. Like he didn't really know what was going on, and then he's like suddenly involved. Yes, in and, and, fighting monsters. And he jumped right in. Too. Yeah, he's he like, didn't even I'm hesitate. Gonna, you know, he helped, and it just didn't work out for him. Uh, but so yeah, that so, that was um, that, that's Mikey in the movie. I had no idea. That's so cool. <laughs> yes, um, 
the guy, his brother, uh, Brand, uh, James Brolin. Uh, you may uh, recognize James Brolin if you um, Deadpool, the um, the uh, is Deadpool two, the the guy with the one eye. Uh, you know, he's, he goes back in time to try to, oh, to kill yes. uh, the, the fire kid. Yes. Yeah, that's him. Oh, um, wow. He also, if uh, we talked about uh, how much we love uh, Marvel and the Avengers, uh, you may recognize him as the big uh, purple um, guy Thanos. That's James Rowland. Wow. <laughs> and so, he started as a Goonie. Yes, he started out <laughs> as, as, as the Goonies. Then um, uh, there's, there's Chunk. And, and, and I was, when I was watching this movie, too, uh, I realized I was like, you know, uh, so much of these things back in the '80s, you know, uh, like oh, people would just go nuts today because uh, in, in like kind of the close to the opening scene, um, uh, Chunk uh, he comes up uh, to Mikey's house and the guy Mouth uh, and Mouth uh, Corey Fieldman, uh, uh, he's played in a ton of movies, uh, uh, m- more m- movies back then, uh, but if you ever seen The Lost Boys, uh, one of my Favorite vampire movies. You know, he was one of the Frog Brothers who hunted down the vampires. Uh, Dream a Little Dream, License to Drive. Uh, some of my favorites that he played in. Lost Boys is very good. Yes. I, Lost, I love that movie. Lost Boys is one of the best vampire movies. Because yeah, uh, there's a ton of them out there. Yes, there is. <laughs> there's a, a million. And and I think I think they that, that's been definitely one of the top five. <laughs> where, where would you rank Twilight? No. <laughs> huh. Where, where would you rank Twilight? Huh. Uh, not in the top five. Glittering, no fangs vampires. All right, let me write that down. Yes, not, not top five. Not in the top five. <laughs> um, so, hmm, hmm. Uh, excuse me, that made me cough. Uh, although I did... So when Twilight came out, I did read the books. My yeah. wife read the books, and I was like, are these good? She's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, explain it to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, it's pretty good. And so I actually read the books. And then uh, she's like, oh, my God, Scott, they're making these movies. And I was like, really? And so I'm like, well, let's, let's just see these movies. You know, these these books are great. And they made the movies. And I was like, what was that? What? And it, you know, it, the movies were an absolute disaster. Uh, I, I can't believe she let them keep going because uh, it was just like one bad one after another. Jesus. But uh, so, um, anyways, of course, he plays the character Mouth. His name is Mouth um, because he talks a lot. And uh, Chunk comes up and he's, you know, wanting through the gate. And Mouth says, you know, you got to do the truffle shuffle. And he's like, you know, man, come on. He's like, do it. And so Chunk and Chunk is named Chunk because he is chunky. He's, he's, yeah, he's a chunky kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. So they called him Chunk. And I was like, oh, you can't even call people Chunk these days. Uh, you know, they'd get offended. Uh, and, but anyways, uh, so he gets up and he has to lift his shirt up and he's just shaking. He's shaking all his fat and he's doing the truffle shuffle. And it was fantastic. I look over my son, he's laughing. <laughs> And I was like, you can't ever go out and ask anybody to do the truffle shuffle anymore. Right. But it was it was fantastic. And and, and that kid, uh, he actually uh, that was uh, he he really didn't do any more acting. He became a lawyer. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, so, you you guys can't see it, but Scotty's actually truffle shuffling right yes, now. Uh, no, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> you got to do the truffle shuffle sometimes. Yes. Uh, Just let it all out. <laughs> 
Uh, but just a whole uh, a whole big group of uh, of good actors in the movie. Uh, there's so there's, there's what is, and I guess I should go back to this. Uh, what the Goonies is it's it's a group of friends. Uh, the, the movie is it's a group of friends, um, and they all kind of live in the same neighborhood, and they call it the Goon Docks. Uh, not really sure why, but anyways, and their their whole neighborhood is going to be uh, torn down, and a, a golf course is going to be made there, and so. Um, Mikey and his friends, uh, who are called the Goonies, that's their little group, that's what they call themselves, uh, they set out on an adventure to find uh, this treasure. Uh, they find a treasure map in Mikey's attic, and um, so they set out to find this treasure on this map from a pirate called One-Eye Willie. Uh, apparently the, the treasure is somewhere near their, in their town, and so they go off in, in hopes to find the treasure so they can save their neighborhood. And so that, that's kind of the, the what the story is in the movie. And it, the movie's just, uh, just their big adventure, uh, finding this treasure. Um, there's uh, one character, one of my favorite characters, Data. Data. Uh, and you uh, would recognize him. Uh, his name is Kihu Kwan. I'm sorry, that's probably not exactly how you pronounce his name. But uh, if you ever watched Indiana Jones, uh, The Temple of Doom... He was short round. What? Yes. Uh, which was my favorite character in Indiana Jones because I thought, man, this kid is awesome. I want to be this kid. He is working with Indiana Jones. Fun um, fact about him: he just won his first Oscar. Yes, he did. Yes. He uh, he played in what is it? Is it everything all at once? Yes. Which I still need to see that. I heard it's amazing. It is. I so everything everywhere. All oh yeah, at once. yeah, that's it. it. Took me a second to remember that. Uh, so when after right after I watched The Goonies, I spent a lot of time watching TV uh, this weekend. I was like, ooh. I said, that's the same thing I thought. I was like, that guy just won his first award. And what's crazy is that after The Goonies, uh, he like he couldn't get any more jobs. Like, he, he said no more acting stuff. So he started doing like stunts and, and doing more behind the scenes stuff. And then he gets this huge role all these years later. Uh, in in this movie, and you know, goes off and wins his first big award, and it is uh, it is a very very cool movie. Uh, so I, the only thing is, uh, you can't really tell anything much about it without just telling the story. Okay. Yeah, you you give it away, but um, just know it's really good. <laughs> yes, yes. But another good actor, um, uh, of course, Sloth. Um, is, he's played by a guy who was uh, this just huge line. Uh, Linebacker, uh, it kind of turned actor. Yeah, he's passed away since then, but uh, like back in the seventies, he won like three Super Bowls. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, he played with the Raiders. Wait, is that the guy that goes, "Hey, you guys"? Yes, I love him. That is him. He's such a good character, yeah, and you uh, think he's a bad guy? <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, he's is uh, he's part of the he's part of the family of the bad guys. But um, of course, you know, he him and Chunk get to be best friends and. Uh, he, he helps actually save uh, the Goonies uh, from from the bad guys. Yes. And so since this weekend, every time that I need the, the kids, uh, I just like lean my head down the hall and go, hey, you guys. And everybody <laughs> answers to it. And I said, this is fantastic. So I'm going to start doing this. Yeah, I, I want to start doing the greeting they do on Big Trouble in Little China. Every time I see this guy, yes, we'll start yes. doing the. They do like they put their thumb, they stick their thumb out and put their finger up for you guys at home. Not the middle one. Yeah, not the middle one. Not it's the, middle the, one. the ring finger. Yes. 
And Ring the, finger and thumb. The other three are like clenched, like you would a clench a fist. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, po- we'll post a picture of us doing it together, <laughs> show you guys what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, everybody's not confused what to do there. Yes. But yeah, so uh, yeah, all, all these great actors, um, uh, you know, they, they just all piled in this movie, and you know, looking at it back then, you never would have uh, thought, you know. Who all you were watching? What all they were going to do? Uh, the the guy from the Matrix. Uh, he's he's part of the the, the bad guys. Uh, you remember uh, the first Matrix? Uh, he, he's one of uh, the main team. Um, his name is um, Joe Penatelloni. Oh oh my God! He anyway. His name's Joe. And Joe. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he's the he's the guy who ends up uh, kind of turning on everybody and um, turns them over to the. Um, to the agents, uh, that, that's him. He was in the Goonies. Uh, if you ever seen Throw Mama from the Train, uh, another good '80s movie, or it might have been an early '90s movie uh, with Billy Crystal. Uh, she, the the woman, uh, she was one of the main bad guys. That, uh, and so there's a family. They are um, uh, what do you call? They're uh, counterfeiters, and uh, they're uh, they break their uh, brother out uh, from the jail and. Uh, in the movie, they they find out about the treasure. They they catch Chunk, and they find out about you know that his friends are out looking for this treasure, and so they go after the treasure too. And so, throughout the movie, you know they're having to fight off all the, the traps that the pirates had set up before, and then uh, fighting uh, the bad guys who are called the Fratellis. Uh, they're fighting them off. And all in a race to get the treasure, and I mean it, the, it was the just, pirate ship looks incredible too. Like they did a great job. Yes, was that, I'm guessing, but they had to be like an actual ship or something. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was. Um, yeah, the whole set. I mean, everything in the movie just looked so cool. Uh, I always wanted to to go up there and and, and see this place. I, I definitely now I, I really do want to go up and see the house and stuff. I mean, that would just be awesome. The town looks really cool. It's set, it's set on the ocean and stuff. That would so, be cool. Oh, and yeah. that, that's cool that the people that live there, they're like okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm guessing they were annoyed at first or something. Yeah, I read an article, you know, because uh, it, it, especially, I, I don't know if it's, it's still as busy today, but, you know, back then, you know, it was a lot of people, you know, 90s and stuff, the movie's still going really strong and, you know, people coming, but they said um, that, you know, people are very, they, they say that people are very polite, you know, uh, but they don't mind, you know, people just come by, you know, they, you don't go in their yard or anything, but, you know, come by taking pictures and stuff of the house. And so it, it's, it's really cool. And I, I, I'm glad they let people do that too. But, um, yeah, it's just, but like I said, the movie was just, it was packed with all these great actors. Um, yeah, that blows my mind. How, like how many of those kids like launched into very successful careers oh, after oh, that. Oh yeah, Absolutely. Um, it, it, it did great. Uh, it, uh, it did good in the box office and stuff and, uh, and definitely, uh, still going good today. I mean, you know, uh, it, lots of people know it. Uh, of course, a lot of people know the, uh, the, Hey, you guys. Yeah. That's uh, like the famous and the truffle shuffle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's, it was good. And, and I, I've, I've just enjoyed now, um, once, once we get a thousand followers on uh, Facebook, we'll do the truffle shuffle. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll tell you some. Uh, oh, you can find us on Facebook at What the Culture Podcast. Yes. I will say, um, and my wife reminds me all this time, uh, that a lot of times I'll, I'll say, hey, you know, um, let's get the kids to watch this movie or that movie. 
And because, um, you know, growing up, like I said, I didn't have brothers and sisters. I didn't have, uh, I got a stepsister, or first step, that was all the way in high school. But so growing up, uh, it was just me in the house. And so I watched a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. Uh, I stayed in front of the TV. I was either playing outside, and a lot of times I was by myself or inside watching movies. And so I watched all these movies. And um, my parents did not have a real strict thing on what I watched. And so I'm talking, you know, like I'm watching The Terminator. You know, I'm this little kid in elementary school, Terminator. Watch The Predator. I'm Aliens. Know, uh, aliens. Yeah, I watched all that stuff like when it came out. So I'm like eight years old, you know, nine years old. And, you know, watching uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger pluck his eye out. Uh, you know, whatever they watched, I was watching. Yeah. Or sometimes I was watching by myself. Uh, uh, I know one time I was watching Pumpkinhead. And I don't know if do you know Pumpkinhead. Uh, I feel like it, I should. It sounds familiar. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it's about this guy. He revenges his his, uh, his son gets killed by these uh, group of kids on a motorcycle. They're doing motorcycle stunts. And it was a complete accident. One hits his son, kills his son. And in order to get revenge, he goes uh, to this switch. And oh, yeah. summons the this giant creature out of the pumpkin patch. I just Googled the image. Yes. yes. Uh, so pumpkin I've, head. It's been a long time since and I saw that. So I'm sitting in the house. I'm in the living room <laughs> watching it. And uh, uh, I was with my dad. And so the guy comes over and he goes, like, comes over to the house. He looks. He's sitting there for a second watching. He goes, he likes watching that? And he goes, Oh yeah, he watches stuff all that all the time, and so, <laughs> so they didn't really. I don't know. Uh, they weren't that strong of a thing on what I watched, and so I'll I'll recommend these movies to my wife. I'm like, hey, let's watch this with the kids, and she's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just she to starts it. Yeah. reminding me of like what's in the movie, and uh, I'm like, oh, and I'll go back and start watching it. I'll go, you know, I'm not going to let my kids watch that. And so had nightmares. <laughs> it was funny. So uh, I was working, uh, or not working, I was volunteering at a church and working with their kids, with their elementary, uh, not uh, yeah, like third graders, first, second, third graders. And I don't know, I'm talking to them about movies one day. And I'm like, hey, you guys, go home and watch The Goonies. I was like, this is a fantastic movie. So throughout this entire movie, this is I. They're, um, I guess, middle schoolers, maybe, Yeah. in the movie. And their favorite word is the word shit all through the movie. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> and, you know, the next Sunday comes around, and I'm like, hey, any of you guys watch The Goonies? And they looked at me and was like, my mama said I can't watch that movie. And she's like, it's full of bad words. And I, like, oh. I was like, oh. I was like, it absolutely is. You're like, oh like, shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Mine didn't care. Um, yeah, they, they, is that uh, um, one scene that I, I was just crying, laughing uh, when they're getting ready to, um, you know, the, the, before the, the adventure sets out. Um, the mom, um, she brings in a housekeeper, or, or not a housekeeper, but uh, someone to help clean up and pack. And her name's Rosalita, and Rosalita does not speak English. And so uh, she gets Mouth, uh, who you know can speaking uh, speak good Spanish, uh, to translate for. Her. And they're going throughout the house, and you know she's telling Mouth what to tell her about to do in this room. And the whole time Mouth is telling her about you know the cocaine goes in this drawer, 
uh, and, and telling her all the different drugs and stuff. And uh, the sec, uh, in the uh, attic, he's like, don't go up here. It's where Mr. Walsh keeps all his uh, sexual torture devices. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I forgot about that part, yes. too. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, like if she doesn't do a good job or will keep you locked in this room for two weeks, no water and, and no food and with cockroaches. And so, but now... Uh, of course, uh, again, the movie is fantastic. Uh, what well, what would you say is your favorite scene from the movie? Oh, um, that is a that's a tough question. And then uh, and then I'll tell here I'll tell you mine okay. from Big Trouble in Little China. All right, while you, you think of yours, do you, do you remember the scene? This guy's wife was coming from China. I guess they've been talking online or something, or somehow it was in the eighties. I don't know how they communicate. I guess letters. Yes. Anyways, the the she the big thing was she had green eyes, and the main villain Lopan needed a green-eyed bride to become mortal. Yes. So, anyways, he sends like his little gang to go take her from the airport. <laughs> so when they're, they're so they're chasing the car in the Pork Chop Express, uh, Jack Burton and Wang Chi, they're chasing the car, trying to get his his girl back, and then they go into this little alleyway, and there's like a funeral going on, and then he says, <laughs> Wang Chi's like, "Don't worry, these are the good guys." And then all of a sudden, like, he's, uh, these, this guy, and they're like a red, um, like a turban, and like yeah. a, they have red sashes across their chest. He's like, do the bad guys wear red? That's what Jack Burton says. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wang Chi's like, oh, crap, don't move. Don't make a sound. And then all of a sudden, like, the bad guy just pull out, like, these AKs and just shoot up the funeral. I'm like, wow, this is Turf War. <laughs> There's nothing... Nothing sacred. They're <laughs> even shoot up the funeral. That was one of the breakout fight scenes uh, for the movie. It was. Uh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, these two like factions are just beating the crap out of each other, shooting each other. They got like they got swords, swords. guns. <laughs> and then Jack and Wing Chi are just sitting in the pork chop express in the middle of it, just watching. <laughs> and he pulls out his knife and <laughs> just like it's going to. I was wondering about when he pulled that out. I was like, "That's just, <laughs> the guy beside you has guns. We got the guy. He's got the, um, the 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 bullets wrapped around him and stuff. He's got pistols." There's one thing. There's one thing you can't say about uh, Jack Burton. He doesn't. He he certainly doesn't lack confidence in that movie. None at all. He's not he the best fighter. No, uh, like um, the the scene when they're going in to try to save the two girls, and like he shoots up into the ceiling and shoots the rocks and knocks his own self out. Yes. And then um, uh, he's going to help Wang fight all those guys behind the door. And he gets like knocked down. He goes to grab his knife or gun or something. When he comes back, Wang's already beat everyone. And he just yeah. looks so shocked. Like, what? I was coming back to help. And he's so excited when he comes around the corner. He has that knife and he's like, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I, I, I was reading online like some of the reviews and stuff, and, that, and somebody actually mentioned that it was like it's like he um, it's like he, you know he, he's the hero of the movie in a way, but he's 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 horrible at times. He is. <laughs> and what's funny is he kills Lopan. Like he throws his knife at Lopan, misses really bad. Lopan grabs the knife. He goes, "Oh, that's a nice knife." He throws it. Somehow he catches it. 
immediately throws it back right in the head. Right in uh, the middle of the forehead. Just <laughs> dead target. And he says it's, it's all in the reflexes. That's like his, fa- his go-to line. It's, I think he says it like three times. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> so. yeah, uh, the, the, the one scene where he's um, uh, he's gambling with his friend. Yeah. And uh, the guy's like going to knock him you know, told him he chopped the bottle in half. Yeah, and he catches like, the bottle. He says it that throughout the movie. It's like his favorite line. It's all in the reflexes. Oh, uh, and then after uh, after those guys are fighting in the alleyway, that's when you first see the three thunders, and they come down in like cool ways. Like, like the one guy comes down holding the lightning, like you mentioned earlier. Yep. And then the other guy comes down and like rain because that's I think one's called thunder, one's called rain, and one's called lightning. Yes. And then yes. the other guy just like floats down. Yeah. And the, he starts uh, doing all these lightning moves. Yeah, and even like um, you mentioned, uh, you know, them being the Mortal Kombat, uh, like you can see um, Mortal Kombat being um, off of those guys like the, the hats and stuff and all that stuff. There was, there was a. Yeah, they had these like huge hats that covered like their head. If they had to like lean their head back, where you can yes. see under their. And it's also where you're introduced to uh, Low Pan. This is it's just a great scene, and it's kind of it's a little cheesy. He like Low oh, Pan actually. tells him to run him. You can, he's like telling Jack to run him over. Yes. And the, when he actually hits him, like I guess it's like a dummy or something. It looks so silly. <laughs> he, <laughs> he runs over the that. dummy, and then all of a sudden they get out of the truck, and he's just standing there behind him. And that's when he does like that face thing, like. In the, the way, the he's like, don't look stuff. at him. He's like, I already did. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's one of my favorite scenes for sure. It was absolutely good. That that whole fight scene, I thought was fantastic. It was a very very good fight scene. And I'll finish. I'll finish the big trouble little China with this. They say, Jack, have you paid your dues? Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't seen Big Trouble in Little China, it is definitely worth sitting down, watching it, enjoying it. It definitely uh, an '80s classic. Yes, it's good. Uh, a favorite scene in the Goonies. Uh, it was a couple of them. One I thought that was hilarious is um, when they're going through the. Um, no, hold on. Let me back up here. When uh, the Fratellis has Chunk, and they're wanting him to tell them everything. They're like. You know, they're they're threatening to put his hand into a blender, and so you know they're telling you know tell us everything, tell us where your friends are, and he's like you know tell us everything. And he was like ask him like everything, and there's like yeah tell us everything, and so he starts with his whole life story of everything he has ever done, uh, when he pretended to throw up in a movie theater and got everyone sick. <laughs> <laughs> he did something. He blamed it on the dog. I mean, he just is going through his whole his whole spiel of everything he's ever done wrong. They're like, not ever. that. <laughs> and, that is a great scene. And then um, uh, when they're uh, going through uh, the caves down there and uh, they find um, the plumbing for underneath the, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Under the golf resort. Yeah. Um, and so they start trying to bang on the pipes and stuff. And to get people's attention, and it causes everything in the whole uh, the, the building, the showers, all every, all the plumbing and stuff starts sucking into the walls. The kid gets uh, threw up into the uh, the ceiling on, while he's sitting on the toilet. I mean, it was just it's, it's hilarious. And uh, you know they go in for that and uh, slide down the water tunnels and stuff. And so all this stuff was just like super exciting to me. But 
uh, I think the, the, the part with Chunk, uh, it, it, you really have to watch it to appreciate just how hilarious it is, him telling his stories. And then just them, uh, you know, going through uh, the, the, through the caves, uh, going through the adventure. Um, it was, I just loved it. That's that's probably my favorite scene too when they're going through the caves and yeah. they find the ship and all that. It's yes. just such a fun. It is. It, it is it is a very just adventure packed um, uh, a film. I, I loved it. Uh, I, I was just as exciting watching it uh, the other night as I was uh, when I was like in uh, I think it was like third grade sitting in my room watching it. It was, it was fantastic. Well, uh, we really appreciate you guys listening last week and people that are listening to this episode now. Absolutely. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, I believe, you know, we got a lot of good stuff to come and uh, hope you guys tune in. Um, you know, we got a lot of good topics, a lot of stuff you're going to enjoy. Check out Big Trouble in Little China. Check out The Goonies. Both uh, classics. Absolutely. You're going to love them. Is it both of our favorite movies, uh, each from the eighties? Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you. And don't forget you can find us at What the Culture Podcast on Facebook and What the Culture Pod on Instagram. And we are on most major podcast hosting places like Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much.